Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to DollarCollapse.com with John Rabino, your ringside seat for the global financial crisis. Hi, everybody. It is Monday, March 7th, and this week looks like it's going to be all about central banks. China just announced at its most recent Communist Party meeting that it would target 6% GDP growth for the coming decade. And to get there, it promised bigger fiscal deficits and more money creation. So China is apparently in full-on easing mode. And over in Europe, the European Central Bank is expected at its upcoming meeting to step up its quantitative easing program for like the 11th time in the last three years, which means more ease, more bond buying from um, Europe. And only the Fed right now is going the other way. It's still threatening another interest rate increase at its upcoming meeting. And that has created a dynamic in which the Fed either threatens to raise interest rates or actually does raise interest rates as it did last month. And the market's tank. And then everyone decides that with the financial markets in turmoil, the Fed's not going to raise interest rates anymore. And then the markets start to recover. And right now we're in one of those recovery mode periods where people are starting to think, well, okay, things are back to normal. Maybe the Fed is going to raise interest rates after all, which would kind of imply that the financial markets will start to turn back down and and we'll see turmoil in the next few weeks. Let's see if that dynamic holds for a little while longer. If it does, we've got fireworks coming soon. But the important thing to understand about all this action is that it's not working and it's not likely to work in the future. The European Central Bank has cut interest rates to zero. And in a lot of cases in Europe, interest rates are negative, bought back trillions of euros worth of government bonds around the eurozone. And the European economy is now in deflation. It didn't work at all. You know, they they were trying to generate inflation and fast growth in order to make their debts manageable. And instead, they got deflation. Uh, Same thing in Japan and really the same thing in the U.S. with our QE programs of the last few years. It turns out that really low interest rates and especially negative interest rates actually slow down the economy, which goes against the textbook prescription for leaning against a slowing economy. You know, you cut interest rates and people borrow more money and that makes the economy grow. So in theory, in Keynesian theory at least, if you make interest rates negative, that's a huge incentive for people to borrow money. They will do so, spend that money, and the economy will grow. Well, the opposite is actually happening now because people who see their savings no longer generating any kind of return because their bank account is paying zero or in some cases negative. Their bond funds that used to yield 6% are now yielding 1% if they're lucky. They feel poor and so they spend less. So to the extent that interest rates fall from here, it actually slows down the global economy. In the U.S., for instance, these great job numbers that keep being reported are turning out to be kind of fictitious because, for instance, in the last report, it turns out that the number of new part-time jobs 
exceeded the total number of new jobs, which means that we're actually losing full-time jobs and replacing them with bartenders and waiters and corporate temps, which tend to be transitional jobs for people looking for something in their actual career. And apparently, fewer and fewer people are finding jobs in their chosen profession, and they're having to take these stopgap jobs, which is not a sign of a healthy economy. That also feeds into lower consumer spending, and you see that in falling corporate earnings. U.S. corporate earnings are going to be down year over year in 2016 after um, slowing to the point of zero growth in 2015, and that is also a sign of a slowing, not accelerating economy which leaves these guys with not much left to do because their toolbox basically includes easy money right now, and that's all there is to it. So far this year, the only real bright spot has been precious metals. As more and more people begin to expect the central banks of the world to embark on a new round of really aggressive easing, which will include interest rates being pushed down even further into negative territory, gold is looking better and better. And so gold has been going up faster than stocks and bonds and certainly faster than any other commodity. And gold mining stocks are on a tear. So it's looking like the beginning of a new gold bull market. But... According to one indicator that seems to work for short-term market moves, which is the Commitment of Traders report, there are reasons for caution in the gold market. Basically, the Commitment of Traders report measures the activity of the two main groups in the paper gold market. That is, the, uh, the guys who trade futures contracts back and forth. One group is called the commercials. That's made up of the fabricators, the people who buy gold and turn it into gold coins or jewelry or whatever. And the big banks who trade for their own accounts and for their clients' accounts. On the other hand is speculators, people who buy and sell gold futures contracts solely to bet on price movements. And the commercials have a history of tricking the speculators into piling into the market or pulling out of the market at exactly the wrong time and causing the market to move in ways that enrich the commercials. So when the speculators are tricked into going extremely long gold, for instance, that's usually a sign that gold is about to turn back down. And vice versa, when the speculators are really short, when the commercials have convinced them that gold is going down even further, then that's a sign that gold is going to go up over the next couple of months. Now we're at the point where the speculators are extremely bullish, which is a bad sign for gold. That means that if history holds and the speculators are wrong again, that we will see a downturn in the gold price over the next couple of months, which is bad news if you're one of the people who are piling into gold mining stocks or gold bullion right now with all your savings. But it's great news if you're buying in a regular way and you would like it to go down so you could buy more later. So it just depends on your buying strategy, whether this is good or bad. But if the Commitment of Traders report indicates what it has indicated historically, then we've got a, a tough couple of months in gold before the bull market resumes. One caveat, though. Indicators work until they don't work. And the Commitment of Traders report is premised on the normal functioning of the gold market. And at some point, 
the physical demand for gold is going to reach a point where it just overwhelms the paper markets. And one of the big metals exchanges like the COMEX will default because it won't have enough gold inventory to satisfy the demands of people who own long futures contracts, for instance, and decide they want delivery. And when that happens, when a big metals exchange defaults, we will see gold and silver just rocket. There's no way to know when that's going to happen and whether, you know, this time around is when the commitment of traders report doesn't work because the physical market overwhelms the paper market or whether that day is five years hence. We can't know that. But that's one of the things that you need to understand about tailoring a trading strategy based on the commitment of traders report because it has worked and it will probably work again, but someday it won't work. And you don't want to be on the other side of that when the time comes. I wish I could be more helpful about the timing, but there, there is no way to know when the big change in this market happens. And you do want to be fully invested and totally prepared for it when it does. Anyhow, that's all for today. For more on the stuff that we've talked about, go to dollarcollapse.com. You'll see a list of links to stories that cover all of this and more. And feel free to join the mailing list for future dollarcollapse.com articles. Talk to you next week. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Dollar Collapse. For regular info and updates throughout the day, go to dollarcollapse.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.